Hi, I'm Renee Rochelle, the founder and president of One True Match. I'm here to help you find and cultivate the love of your life. For over a decade, I've dedicated my life to the importance, purpose, and dynamic of human relationships. My team and I are disciplined by faith, love, and integrity to help our clients find the quality relationship they've always dreamt of. Each week, I will be sharing the tools and tips I've learned that have rooted my success as a matchmaker with other leaders around the world. Hello, loves. I am so excited to be back for another amazing topic that we have been going back and forth on, it feels like, for definitely over a decade. Um, It's when I started this entire practice of communication style 101 almost 15, 16 years ago when I was really trying to figure out how and why people communicate the way that they do. So today, I'm going to share with you some tips and um, tools that hopefully you can utilize among parents and teens or even just children of different styles of personality types and communication. I feel like in the last several weeks, I have just been, you know, God has been putting the right people in my path to kind of share this tool with more and more of my parents with their teenagers or and their, you know, um, 20 year olds kind of when they're trying to figure out and navigate the path, especially the teens or the or the 20 year olds kind of navigating their skill set and their tools and things like that, that they can use to go forward. And, you know, all of us parents or, you know, the older and wiser we get, the more we're set in our ways. We hopefully by the time we're in our 40s have started to really figure out our strengths and weaknesses and what we're good at and what we're needing to improve on. So I'm going to do this series just as more of an educational component or this topic today. And then I'm excited to be able to bring in some actual parents and their teenagers and 20-year-old children to show how they've actually been able to use this. And it's really transformed the way that they're communicating now as a family and just in general and conversation. So if you are a parent and or have a teenager or a 20 year old, and even if you have your, you're in your fifties and sixties or whatever, and you know, when you can have family time together with the holidays coming up, this is such a fun exercise to do and send a link to everybody. So it doesn't just work for relationships when it comes to romantic, intimate relationships. It just works across the board of communication. We hear time and time and time and time over again how many people lack communication skills. And I truly think it's because we're not really designed to truly even know exactly who we are Obviously, with God's help, if you've had that conversation and that time to reflect prayerfully, you know, we can have those meditational moments of discovery. But if you're not taking that one step further to truly understand your personality type, your love language, we talk about this a lot, and use that as a tool of guidance for other people surrounding you. I've done this with my friends. I mean, obviously in my in my business, I feel like I make everybody take it. In our office, we make everyone that's a part of our team take the personality and the love language quiz to be able to compare the, the differences and the skill set and traits that we have. So I was just having lunch actually with a client the other day 
and he was telling me all about, you know, his son is having, you know, and him and, and just the kids are just not communicating the way that they had hoped. So I was reminding him how obviously he had taken the personality test and we spent a lot of time with our clients diving into their strengths, their weaknesses, why they do the things they do, why they respond the way that they do. So you have heard us on many podcasts before, but I can't repeat it enough. Go to 1616 personalities, i.e. Um, at the IES at the end, and um, dot com. So 16personalities.com. And there is a quiz that you can take. And obviously there are more than 16 personalities and everybody's taken, you know, or some people have gone even steps further and taken like the Enneagram and all these different personality types. But I like to keep it simple. It's like the KISS theory, right? (laughs) Um, And so if everybody's taking the same quiz and it's spelled out in very layman terms for people to understand, and obviously there are more than 16 personalities, so don't use this as your only tool, but use it more as a... um, suggestion or a guidance to get you that much further in conversations with people like an open forum to kind of start having conversations um so you go to 16personalities.com you take the quiz it takes you about 20 minutes if it takes you any longer than that like it's taking you over 35 minutes or so you're over analyzing like just answer the questions <laughs> and through that it's going to obviously ask you how you respond to things how you do deal with things how you talk and communicate with other people to really kind of come up with your personality type as they say and we've done a podcast already on this about like the e and the i versus the n and the s and the t and the f and the um, p and the j so listen to one of those other podcasts where we really explain what all of those mean but for this particular one that we're going to talk about today is to take the quiz and then what's really cool about that is once you get your results you log you know you you click on your link of your type and on the top or the side or the bottom, wherever it is, if you're on an iPad or iPhone or whatever, any type of technology or computer, um, it'll have tabs that'll say, you know, um, strengths and weaknesses. It'll say how you are in your career, how you are in a romantic relationship, how you are in work with family, all these things, right? I want you to focus on just out of the gate. Let's just make it simple. Start and click on where it says strengths and weaknesses. Click on that tab and it'll pull up about five or six things that are your strengths. And then at the bottom, it'll pull up five or six things that are your weaknesses. Um, So I love doing this exercise with our clients. Um, Sometimes our matches, obviously, when I'm teaching and and doing training seminars, we have a whole room full of this so people can really witness how this exercise works and how powerful it really is. And it's really simple. It's really simple. So the more people that know this, the better we're going to surround ourselves around good communicators. So I need y'all's help. And I just sounded so Southern. I need everybody's help out there to, you know, really have people around you take this. Be the leader, the leadership part of our training we talk about to, to, to share this with others. So, okay. So I'm digressing. But you go into your strengths and weaknesses. Everybody, when I do this with clients, are always like, their strengths are like, yes, I am this. Yes, I'm that, right? Because it's accolades. It's like, this is why you're so amazing. And of course, you're going to be like, I'm all of those. I am 100% this. I'm 100% that. Then dive a little bit deeper down the page where it's going to have your, I call it room for opportunities slash weaknesses. And there are some people that have actually mastered a lot of their five or six weaknesses and they're like I don't I don't really do that anymore I don't really do that or maybe they did in the past or maybe they've overcome that which is great so if there's only one thing on that or if it's a reminder of where you once were 
kind of reflect and think about how you now can even continue to improve that area that you once were or share this with other people. If you really have mastered all of your room for opportunities or weaknesses, nobody's perfect. But the goal, as I always say, is if you do have all five or all six and you think about what it says and you're thinking about moments when you've had conversations with people, maybe at work, maybe in your in, at school with your friends, and you think, why do we not get along? Why does this person drive me nuts, right? Like every time it's like either they have poor communication or they don't understand this. I mean, there's so many layers, I say, of why people are the way that they are. And it really roots back to, I mean, psychologists over and over again will say this. It roots back to our childhood. What happens to you before your age, I believe it's 10, is who your characteristic will develop into in the future. So if you think about what's happened to you from childhood to 10 years old, it's really the stepping stones of why you start to react and act the way that you do. But it's never too late. This is exciting news. It's never too late to discover this. And the younger that we are, and we discuss this and we discover this, and we continuously grow with this tool and this exercise on a, I always tell everybody, take it yearly. The younger you are, take it yearly. The older and wiser we get, maybe every three to four years, because the more that things happen to us in life, the more that we develop kind of new skill sets and we master these traits. So let's say you've got five that you think are, wow, you need, you know, those are your things that you're like, I didn't really, you know, and a lot of times people will say, oh, I don't want to admit those. Oh, I don't do that. Or they're, they're, they're quick to, to kind of put a shield up because it's their vulnerable spot of things that could be improved upon. And never put anybody on the spot. I always tell everybody, take this separately. Like, just like my Love Starts With You course. Married couples can take it. Singles can take it. You know, family members can take it. Just to basically, you take it alone, and then you come together and you discuss it. Or if you're single, we have buddies that you kind of practice these new new way of thinking. Is, um, you know, work on one word at a time in your your room for opportunities, your your weaknesses and practice over and over and over and over and over again until you basically, um, you know, you're, you're an expert in that, that room for opportunity. And now it's moving up to one of your strengths because you've used that weakness to become one of your superpowers. And I always say, once you can master those five to six, when it spells it out, kind of room for opportunities, uh, weaknesses, then literally you have superpowers to do things that you've never been able to do before and you now know how to communicate that with people. The problem is opposites do attract, right? Why? Because we're curiously, intellectually attracted to somebody that knows something more that we don't know. And somebody that has more of that, you know, edge or something that we just don't have because we're not born that way. God has made us all uniquely different in a beautiful design, which is great, which is fantastic. That's what makes the world crazy, but it's also what makes the world beautiful, right? And so if we can start correcting the crazy part, which is nobody understands themselves and they don't know how to communicate, we can make the world a better place together. So I need each one of you to really help me with this whole practice of what I, I preach and teach every day. And especially when it comes to matchmaking, it's so important communication, the solid foundation rock is Jesus Christ, obviously first, but also, you know, the level of communication and the abilities that he's given us to have good communication. So after you master, let's say all five or maybe two, or you think, well, I really haven't had, I've already mastered all of them. So then pass it along to somebody else and work with them. 
The problem, what happens, is people go through their daily lives. I'm in the business I'm in, so clearly I can constantly be practicing this, preaching it, and spreading the word. But if you're not in any type of relationship training or coaching matter, even if you are and you haven't brought this into your practice to try with your clients, I strongly recommend this. Come together with somebody that you truly care about. Once you have taken the test, you've reflected on your strengths, you've reflected on your room for opportunities, you've taken like a week to start practicing it, to start being okay and being vulnerable with somebody. I love doing this, like I said, with my teenagers and my 20-year-olds as well, with our clients, um, when we're doing a match. When we're trying to put two people together, we're like, okay, let's come together and let's talk this out in a matter of vulnerability in a safe place and openness. So it's a place where you're basically saying, okay, wow, I didn't know that I overreact in these areas at this time because of these things. I didn't know that I have, you know, an aggressive, you know, type of characteristic when I get upset. I didn't know that I'm that I'm vulnerable to criticism or I, you know, am too sensitive. Sensitivity is a huge part of what we talk about, the difference between logical thinking and emotional thinking, and that's what also can butt heads in communication. So again, going back to opposites attract, the reality of it is, is when people are opposite, we're attracted to that because it's emotionally curious. We're emotionally curiously connected to somebody different. But then what happens over time is we literally, if you can picture two people putting their backs to one another, we start to put our backs literally to one another. We start to run to the hills. We're like, oh my gosh, they're in their weak spot, which we don't even know what that is, but they're just being out of control. They're being crazy. They have all these, you know, issues. So what do we, so we just, you kind of want to just leave that person when they're in that hot mess situation. And that's no different than literally brushing dirt under the rug and not truly cleaning the entire floor (laughs) when you actually are, you know, cleaning a house or whatever it is. But the point is, if we're not actually addressing these moments and we're not having the conversations when things are calm about these things and we're not taking the time to truly care about the person that's in front of us, to understand them, not us. Like, yes, love starts with us, I always say, but it's because we have that tool that we teach in our leadership portion of my my course is how to be a leader in these situations, how to actually say, I love you so much. I want to know everything that I can about you so that when you're in these room for opportunity moments, I can come in forward facing, give you a hug, give you some love, do whatever to stop whatever the situation is when you realize you're a leader in this department because you know that this person that you love more than anything, they have shared with you in a vulnerable place and time, that that's not their strength. Give them patience, guidance, love, and support so that each time they get in those situations, they start to create a new routine which is being more open, which is being more communicative, which there's that buzzword, good communication skills lay with when we know we're in these situations and somebody doesn't yell back at us, but someone actually comes into us with like a nurturing, loving manner to say, babe, I love you or sweetheart, whatever, whoever you're talking to. Um, But remember when we sat down and we had like our family discussion or we had this time and we talked about strengths and weaknesses, here's a moment I'm going to stop talking about what I'm talking about and I want to be there to help because our goal is to overcome this weakness. And whatever that word is, some will say, you know, too quick to, there's all these different things that will come up, but criticism or something. So like if somebody gets really offensive, 
then come up with an exercise while you guys are all in this group discussion. It's like, what can we do in those moments? I have, as if you listen to these podcasts, I have a toddler now, which that is a whole nother level of communication, lack of communication maybe or understanding because they're still trying to articulate their words. But it's a circle of life, right? How we come into this world, how we go out of this world, whatever. Communication has to start at any age. It does not matter. But I guess my point is where I'm going with that is it's so, so important that you stop and take a deep breath. Uh, my daughter watches Sesame Street and it's such a good example and she's learning this in her school is like belly breathing which is literally there's times I'll put my hand on my stomach and I will take deep breaths like three or four and it's amazing how it's like a self-love hug to just think it through process don't be quick to respond and think through why do you feel the way that you do and I think so many times people are so quick to respond and they've never actually learned these details of communication 101 and they don't know the party who they're communicating with so where it can begin is in your own family in your own home life practice with your loved ones practice with your friends practice with you know your spouse doing this exercise and saying and i call it couch talk time because it sounds a lot better than we need to talk and it's meant to be fun like snuggling up on the couch together or you know obviously sitting across from each other face to face and being fully engaged it is so important to say all right next family meeting or next activity we do which is not like obviously exercise but it is something that's exercise for your brain so we have to be emotionally fit in order to be emotionally well in all areas of our life. So I, my, my advice in this podcast that I can't express enough and I'm so passionate about is it does begin with you. I encourage you to take this quiz to get your results, read through all of the really cool things that it says. Do know that there is, there is definitely more than 16 personalities. So if you're like, I'm not really this anymore, I'm not a little bit of that. Again, there's more than 16 personalities out there. So I mean, just kind of go with an overview of what it spells out to you, because I'm sure some things will resonate to you that you're like, wow, I had no idea if I was to write out who I am, this is how it would be articulated. It's a really, really cool exercise. Um, and then, you know, ask your family and friends to take it and then schedule a couch talk. And that just means like when everybody's ready and open to receive and they've got time to prepare and reflect. And, you know, once everybody takes the test, don't make it too far out so they kind of forget what it says or whatever. Then, you know, block the time on the calendar and say, we're going to have a couch talk family discussion or we're going to have a couch talk, just couples discussion or whatever. And you talk this through and it is incredible how like uplifting and how life-changing that begins the next conversation if you have a big family maybe just do it among like the two that are are having a little bit more difficult time to talk and then come in together and talk about this like you can do this exercise from your own home and if there's something that still is really resonating with you I always tell like psychologists go in with some of those things now you've discussed with your parents to talk about those things instead of them trying to you know psychologists are great for diving into your soul of who you are and trying to figure out those steps but sometimes it takes so much time to get there so this is a great tool I always use for a lot of people take this in kind of like the cliff notes for either a psychologist if you want to go deeper or even just you know further conversations life coaches are great obviously with this too if you want to go deeper to understanding even like going back in your childhood and things like that that'll start to surface once you master this and you have this conversation 
of your differences in personality and why you communicate the way you do and all of those things, then I really encourage you to go one step further and also take the five love language quiz, which is um, five, like the number five, um, love languages with an S at the end of it, dot com. And now you can start to understand if you add your personality type and you've mastered your differences and your strengths and weaknesses, now you can really actually start to add the love component in it to it, which is how we receive and give love. And this is done by obviously Gary Chapman. He's amazing. Love him. Um, huge Christian author. Um, just a good, good guidance on all things relationships. Um, but now once you master your personality differences and you have the love component to it, you can also understand why somebody might not receive gifts as well as somebody else does or why you feel like you're always doing this and this person's not giving you love back. And, and you can start to pair the differences of like, like Connie and I will say all day long how we're just not gift givers. And we almost, and, and, we, and compliments make us nerve, like, you know, uncomfortable, but yet we've learned how to receive them. And we also need them because we also have words of affirmation in our love language. So it's like a, it's a bittersweet situation to be in, but it's also so helpful to talk about this with your loved ones so that nobody's feeling unloved. I mean, the reality of it is if you are somebody that loves physical touch, you need a hug. My boss, my old boss used to always say, she's a hugger, watch out, she's gonna hug you, she's gonna hug you. And with COVID, it's been really hard for me because I just love hugging people. That's my love language, I love to give hugs. Now somebody that doesn't have love, like person, um, physical touch up high, would feel so uncomfortable, it's at the very bottom. And so those are things I have. My role now is I handshake somebody unless I've had an hour and a half conversation with them and it's been face to face, so I feel like we've now connected. Then they're comfortable for me to hug and I will ask instead of just hugging somebody out of the gate. But again, those are little things that if somebody's physical touch is very low and, and a parent is very high and they're trying to love on their kid and they feel uncomfortable, you think something's wrong with your child. No. Nothing's wrong with your child. It's just not their it's not their love language. It's not how they communicate. So, anyways, I hope that you have found this information helpful. Please write in. I love hearing from parents. I love hearing from, you know, the kids and just even our couples and matches and all across, you know, the world when we can hear how this has really transformed the way that communication is done. Because I always say the more people that know how to communicate and they know themselves the more people I have to match that just it makes all of it so much easier for us when we find people the love of their life. So I can't wait for our next chat and to hear from you soon. Have a blessed one. It's been another great talk on this episode of One True Talks by Renee Rochelle. I look forward to our next chat please write in your questions and comments so I can be sure to talk about whatever it is you want to discuss in our next upcoming episode. Lots of love. God bless. XOXO.